Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Diz After Dark. I am Nick and I am joined by P-Dubs himself, Paul Washington. Hello. Uh, and nobody else because this episode is clearly sponsored by Cadbury's Flake. <laughs> full of flakes. Full of flakes. Now listen to this and I'm talking to you. No, no, not not the casual listener. I'm talking about my co-hosts that aren't here. They're the flakes. Um, anyway, we don't need too many people in this podcast we will have a good show. That's guaranteed. I'm going to start off by saying, though, something... Um, I should have pre-warned you about this before, actually. We were talking so long before, and I could have said this. But um, every week, we do a little plug for Patreon. And uh, we've done a couple... We've done one proper episode for Patreon members only, and a couple of little bonus ones that we've done as well. Um, but that's been going for like a, a good while now. But on my Drunken Travels Home on Thursday... Um, they announced that there's there's going to be some changes to how Patreon are going to pay people and charge people um, and it could potentially, I'm still trying to get my head around it I've, I've seen a few people try and describe it and I want to make sure it's correct before I know for sure, but it does look like um, both creators and uh, uh, Patreon subscribers are both going to get stung a bit to be honest um, they're going to charge you potentially more for donations and we're going to see less of it in return um which isn't very good so at this moment in time patreon is still happening if it does indeed look like that you are going to get stiff for supporting the show then we will find another way of doing it because we do want people to uh to, to support us of course we do and enjoy what we do and it helps us be able to continue that but at the same time i don't want to do that if it's going to have a negative effect on on you and your financials so um they've only just announced it and there's every chance there's been such an uproar about it that they might actually um do a, a, a 180 on it but we will wait and see so for now um please donate to us on patreon but if it changes, please. we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, pretty please. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know how you you go about leaving it. If you do, I think you just close it down. But um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to address that because, like I said, I'm not completely sure if it's still going to happen in the way that I've said. But if it does, it's not good for either of us. So uh, I don't mean me and P Dubs. I mean <laughs> us as the podcast and you as the the supporters. So. Um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that, and if it is going to change, we will let you know. Um, we'll drop a message out to let everyone know and what we're going to do. But uh, I didn't. I had to address the elephant in the room because uh, it's, it seems to be a bit of a hot topic at the moment. And speaking of hot topics, we'll start the show <laughs> as we do every week with a hot topic. 
What are we drinking? <laughs> it's going to be a very short round of calls, but Pete, what are you yeah, drinking? I'm very boring. I'm I'm on the orange juice again. Very good. Uh, squash or actual juice? Uh, squash. Squash. It's a good choice. It's a strong choice. It's a classic choice. I had I had that for lunch actually. Some orange juice. Very very healthy lunch. Um, with a Taco Bell, but you know at least at least the orange juice side of it was was good. It was it was kind of better than my lunch, I suppose. My lunch was a, a can of chicken soup. Nice. Uh, a bag of digestive caramel balls. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a chocolate sundae. What? Oh, do you, yep. those, do you mean one of those little dessert things? Or... Yep. You're, okay, you're not an actual... I've gone to an ice cream parlour. Here's an ice cream no. sundae. Right, no, one of those, one of those ones from Tesco's. Yeah. Other supermarkets are available. Oh, very good. You've been to the punch. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Well, um, I have got a drink. I'm gonna. Uh, am I gonna open this? I've only got one hand free. All right, hang on. I'm holding the microphone. You see? Ah, oh, there we go. Uh, and I went to the supermarket the other day, and I bought some more cause likes. I realised I was out of beer. Unfortunately, um, I wanted to buy a crate of beer. But I had to carry it two miles home. And so I decided a crate with the other shopping I got probably wasn't a good idea. So I'll have to get that another time. But yeah, I just bought some cores. So cheers. I'm actually waiting for um, a delivery. I, I ordered some drink from uh, Marks and Spencer's. Of course, other posh chains are available. Um, and I know, I know Lewis likes an, an M&S pants. Uh, or undercracker, whatever you call them, where you are. Um, but they apparently do a very nice, it's vegan, it's not why I'm buying it, because I'm not vegan, um, but they do a nice uh, coconut and chocolate liqueur. So think of like Bailey's, you know, that kind of thing, but uh, it's coconut and chocolate flavoured. They also do a peanut butter one, um, but it sold out the other day, so I've had to, I know someone that works there, so he's he's managed to allocate some stock for me, I've got to go and collect it. But uh, So it was going to be that tonight, and I was, I'd have enjoyed drinking that in a bit of a Christmassy mood, but uh, lo and behold, I went for the cold cause instead. Um, Talking of deliveries, I actually uh, finally received my Great Movie Ride t-shirt today. Oh, wow. closing. Wow. Finally got it. And um, it happens to be the annual pass holder one. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was quite happy with that. Yeah. Speaking... I managed to pick it up for me. Speaking of flakes and t-shirts, uh, Amanda, you'll be listening <laughs> to this. Just just give you a little nudge there. Admittedly, I've, I've still not paid you for them, but it's because you haven't sent any payment details. But, yeah, I uh... haven't paid for mine yet either. Well, well <laughs> confessing for far too much. Right, when enough of this unfoolery. We're going to admit to crimes in a minute. Um, so... A few things, uh, a few things have been happening that I think we should talk about. Um, before we get into the big news, though, I've got to say this because uh, this is how I would have started the show had Patreon not stolen everyone's funder. Um, but the other day, um, I, when I was in town for uh, a Christmas drink, um, some listeners were over um, and asked if any of us were available to to meet up with them. Uh, and I was, so I did. And I went to Trader Vic's on, not on, well, I think it was on their suggestion, but I know that Mr. Ripley talked about it before as well. Um, but I got to spend time with Amber and her fiancé, Nick. Obviously a great name. Um, and um, But I bet he spelled it with a K on the end. Yeah, because he's not an idiot. He's not an idiot. I, I look, uh, two years ago, I spelled it with a K. It's just I decided to become an idiot. Your um, Skype name still says it is. Exactly. 
Yeah, and my my Christmas card and my presents will all say Nick with a K as well because my my wife my wife refuses to accept my tomfoolery, which is fine. It's up to her. Work don't, and actually that, and you know that's fine. I spend more time at work than I do with her, so you know someone's winning. Anyway, um, so we had the drink and trade of Vix, and it was really good. It was it was lovely to meet some listeners in person. Obviously, we met some when me and Craig were in Orlando, but it was the first kind of scheduled one. Um, that we've done um they got to see some traditional british drunk people uh they stumbled down the stairs to trade a vix uh ordered some drinks sat on our coats still on a stall because they were so drunk they realized there were coats there uh then threw money at the bartender classy <laughs> um had about two swigs of a, a glass of red wine and then stumbled back up the stairs again um when they left there was 20 pounds on the floor from when they'd failed to hit the barman the first time so uh we gave it to the barman as a tip <laughs> so he had a good night we had a good night but um i did drink too much before the event i'd already warned him i was drunk before i got there um you warned warned us that you were before you got there yeah well that's, that's, that's another thing right because i obviously knew that you was recording universal after dark <laughs> and there was a brief um that 10 minute gap I had between getting to the bar um, and getting off the train and I was desperately trying to phone in I was like calling Amanda <laughs> I did notice you'd logged in yeah I was calling Amanda I think I'd pick up just add me to the phone I'm, like, oh, I'm drunk but uh, she didn't so you didn't hear drunk Nick on the universe after dark it was a good episode I do think I'd have added to it though um, so I I spoke to them and we we chatted about the podcast and uh, and and London and stuff in general. I just had a really nice time, but I got really drunk. Um, we didn't realize what the time was. Then Nick was like, "Oh, we should make a move soon." It's like god midnight, and I was like, "Ah, I knew what time my last train was leaving." So I was like, "Right, I'm going to really have to hurry now." I didn't. I was having such a good time. Like I was, I, we were kind of slowly leaving. I was like, "Oh, I should really hurry up." I. Managed to get to the station to find out the trains were diverted. Then I tried to catch myself up because I know my way around the tubes. I thought I know where to go to be able to catch that train up. Got to the right station with two minutes to spare to get greeted by a sign that said because of the train's previous diversion, the train would not be stopping at that station. And I was stuck in uh, my homeland of of Barking in Essex where where it all started um, and didn't know what to do. And at half past one, I had to phone up my mother-in-law and say, is it if I keep on the sofa? <laughs> and she said no. At least you had somewhere. Well, she said no, but she gave me the the, uh, the spare bed. So it was even better. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at least I did have somewhere to uh, to rest. Mrs. Branch wasn't impressed. <laughs> she, what, I mean, she wasn't angry. She was just like, you're just an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. So drunken adventures of me. It does happen. But, uh, yeah, Amber and Nick, lovely to meet you. And uh, we will definitely... Um, do something um, with you next time you come back to uh, to England uh, and hopefully we can see if we can organise something a bit more in advance and, and get more of us down there but that's enough of we that also, we also had someone wear our pin badges in Hollywood we Studios we did yes we did who uh, was it Jane I that. think was it Jane yeah possibly let's have a look I'm sure they posted on the page can't find it now. My my phone's going to go. This is always what happens. Yeah. This is always what happens when you're trying to find some information. I think I might And I probably to... picked the wrong page as well. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I it can was, guarantee it was Jane. I picked the wrong page. It was Jane. Yeah. 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 So thank you, Jane. It was that was that was great because um, yeah, I don't know if I've seen any pictures of people wearing badges in the parks. No. So uh, yeah, so thank you for sending that in. That was lovely. Um, but news. Uh, it's only taken us eleven minutes to get. How has it taken longer for us to get to the new the start of the news when there's less of us? Uh, there's more room for bullshit. That's what. It is. Oh shit! God, can you imagine a solo show with me? We did threaten. Oh, we did threaten that. To, I threatened to do one for April Fools just to really annoy everyone. But I think it's too much punishment even for me. <laughs> Be completely honest. Um. Now, Paul, first first item of news that we're going to discuss. Unfortunately, you have discussed this on Strike already. Yes, but not in Disney depth. Okay, brilliant. Okay. Um, and, I mean, I'm sure loads of podcasts are talking about the, the same kind of thing because this is massive news. And we almost talked about it, I think, about two or three episodes back. Yeah. And we was like, well, it seemed... It seems like it's just a big rumour at the moment. You know, it probably won't happen because we've heard of um, takeover deals before. There was that one a few years ago of Apple looking yeah. to buy Disney, wasn't there? And, and then Disney um, trying to buy Netflix. Yeah, so you, you kind of see these big deals, but this has been one of the rare ones where it actually looks like it's really serious. It doesn't look like somebody yeah. in the post rooms like just put two and two together. Um, so we are, of course, talking about the possibility, because it is still a possibility, um, of Disney buying Fox. Now, Fox is like uh, like the Hydra, a multi-headed beast in yes. terms of what it is, um, and so each one named Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, it's got, yeah. Most of them got the same Murdoch behind them, but some of them got a lesser evil version of Murdoch. In yeah. front of them, um, but the deal itself wouldn't be for all of Fox. No, various reasons, legal reasons, why it can't be a complete takeover of everything. And I don't think they want to sell everything, but I think they are looking to strip down on some of the assets that they have. So, what is it they're looking to actually buy, Paul? So, what they're looking to buy is they're looking to buy the TV studios, the film studios, their share in Sky TV in the UK and Europe, Mm -hmm. and their share in Hulu. Ah, yes, of course, I forgot about that, even though it was talked about the other day on Universal After Dark. Um, Yes, Hulu, which is a a bit of an interesting one, I think. Um, What? What interests me, because so like the, the 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 actual channels they own aren't part of the deal because that would be a conflict of, well, not a conflict of interest, but like a monopoly, wouldn't it? Yeah, their network TV station yeah. they can't buy. Yeah. Um, part of the deal is to buy FX mm. and National Geographic as well. Um, it's part of the deal. How could something so? nice and useful be owned by Fox. I never realised National Geographic was Fox. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, I've been supporting it wrong all these years. I hate Fox. <laughs> I don't hate the things that Fox produce, which makes me a bit of a hypocrite. But um, yeah, I, I hate Rupert Murdoch. And yeah. It's fine. I, I've checked. He doesn't listen to... Uh, he listens to Disney Brit. So, you know, 
make your own jokes. Yeah. But um, he doesn't listen to us. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the more interesting things to do with Disney in this is the movie side. Yes. Because, not for the reason you probably think I'm going to say, but the first thing it will do will let them have a new hope. Yes, it does. It gives them the original trilogy of Star Wars. Well, no, no. They've already they've, they've got the first two. Mm. The first two are part of Lucasfilm. But yeah. the lifetime rights to A New Hope are with Fox. Yeah. That was nego- like the, the, the other films negotiated afterwards. So Fox have that. So when Disney built Lucasfilm, um, they had to strike a partnership slash distribution contract with Fox to allow them to do the streaming rights for uh, the original trilogy. Yeah. Because obviously they can't, they couldn't do a box set where they just ignored a new hope. It's not how it works. Um, no. But this would mean going forward, they would be able to, to do that, which yeah. I think is quite exciting for a Star Wars fan. Um, yeah. Obviously as well, another implication, um, and some might argue a bit bigger, is the Marvel. Yes. The puzzle. Yes. Certainly does. Um, now, for those that it, haven't listened to Strike, what does that mean? Basically, it means they will... Disney will own the rights to basically every single character in the in the Marvel Universe. Other than, obviously, the Spider-Man stuff is still separate with Sony, despite the, the agreement. Um, but it will bring everything in-house. Mm. So that will include the X-Men. It will include the Fantastic Four and any related characters or villains will return back to to Marvel. Yeah, because and you'll know the answer to this. Is it right that the the bad guys in the Avengers had to be changed because who they were originally going to use were actually part of the Fantastic Four universe? There's been a few that they've they've looked at. It's like. Um, there's rumours going around the latest X-Men film that's still going to be under the Fox banner mm. is using a character Jessica Chastain's playing. Um, could well be the Queen Scroll, which is what they've... There's been rumours is going to be included in Captain Marvel. Oh. Um, so some of the characters are split. Yeah. <laughs> in the same sense that Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are shared. And um, I never understood that one at all. Basically, it's because they've been members of both the Avengers and the X-Men. Um, it's kind of a grey area between the two. Well, because, yeah, but surely Wolverine's been part he has, of the but Avengers. I believe point. that Wolverine was named in the contract. Right, okay. As one of the characters that they were getting the rights to. Got you. Which would also mean why Spider-Man yeah. couldn't be until they struck that partnership. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't like the fact that there was Quicksilver in, in two films. Yep, yeah, and the same different. year as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, completely different actors, completely different portrayals of them as well. It just seemed like... I just wish that they'd gone with someone else. Yeah. You know, created something new or, you know, use another character that's got a similar power. Yeah. And use them the same way. But anyway... Um, so yes, that would happen, and also it might mean that we get the second um, best Fantastic Four movie 
Uh, we all know that Fox have yet, in three attempts, made a decent Fox, uh, Fantastic Four movie. Um, obviously, the only decent version so far has been uh, Roger Corman's version. Yes. Uh, one of the greatest. With the greatest ever thing costumes. You know what? I still rate that costume. I mean, it may have cost like five quid to make, um, but I actually think that Thor costume in that in that Roger Corman version was better than the one they did in like the hundred twenty million budgeted version. Yeah, it looked more like the comic book anyway. Have you ever actually seen it, by the way? I've seen bits of it. I've never seen it all the way through. It's the one I ha- very the hard one to I have seen. Yeah, the one I have seen is the, the Hulk versus Thor. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, because that was at the end of the 80s, and there was that, and there was a Daredevil one as well, wasn't there? Yeah. Man, that Thor costume. <laughs> oh, it's bored off the berserk, I tell you, from the, from the rest of it. Um, but yeah, James, there's a good documentary. I think it's on Amazon uh, about that Fantastic Four movie. It's quite sad actually, because yeah. they all did it in good faith, thinking that you know this was going to be their big break and it was going to have this big cinema release. And all the while, they knew it was never going to happen behind the scenes. It's it's quite sad actually. It's quite a sad documentary. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I've I've um, I've never been able to sit all the way through it. I have a copy of it on VHS. Um, so I can't watch it nowadays, but um, I tried watching it, and I think I got about twenty minutes in. I mean, it's 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 quite poor, but uh, in, the trailer for it, yeah, that makes it look better than it is. Um, okay, so that that ties in the Marvel stuff, um, but another franchise it will give, yeah, is Titanic. No, uh, <laughs> well it would, but I don't. Well, think yeah, it's it would. A franchise there. Um, Titanic 2 The Further Adventures The Next Generation Can you um, imagine They're going to put something In the Echo Lake At Hollywood Studios oh, Just a bit of The Titanic sinking I'll tell you what They they wish that They'll wish They'll never get rid of That backlot tour <sighs> If that was the case um, But no What it would of course mean Is that uh, Avatar Would be brought back And again I think it's the same That was mentioned On Universe Off the Dark The other, the other week Um but uh, so, uh, well, it might have been yourself that was saying that um, there's, there's been more influence with Disney than Fox on the new films. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like Disney had more interest in what's to come mm. than Fox do. Which I suppose makes sense because, I mean, Fox have just got to worry about the films. Uh, the, you know, yeah. pre, pre this deal on the table. Um, their business was just to make films and make money. Disney yeah. invested in uh, a theme park uh, or a section of a theme park, um, so you probably do want to have more input in it than than Fox are bothered with. Um, as long as the films make money, they won't care. Um, but yes, that that could be that could be quite interesting as well. I think. Yeah. Um, is there anything else from the deal that? Well. They would get the rights to Aliens. Oh, which, Alien Encounter. Like, yeah, we might finally get the Alien <laughs> ride in Tomorrowland. I think, I think, if this still goes through, there's still more chance of hell freezing over, or Rupert Murdoch doing something nice for the world, than uh, Aliens Encounter coming to uh, Tomorrowland. It is one of my favourite things that never happened, though. Yeah, I'd love to see what they actually had planned. Well, no, it was like, I mean, 
basically what Alien Encounter was. Yeah. It was that, but it was going to have Geiger's Alien. That that was it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just... Who thought of that? In a, in a family-friendly theme park. Just, yeah. just amazing. In the most family-friendly theme park of probably all four of them as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, it wasn't... At least, I mean, it could have been in Fantasyland. I suppose well, it was that. Yeah. So White Scary Adventures. I mean, honestly, I mean, that is why... Or, or even as an adult, that section of the great movie ride still scared me. And that was just the model of Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I've seen I've seen worse waxworks. And of course we haven't seen the new president waxwork yet. No, we haven't. Uh which is coming soon. I believe that's in opening, the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Before Christmas apparently. Yeah. So maybe by the next episode. Um Yeah, so I mean I mean Fox have had a lot of big franchises over the years. Um but I mean I think the Marvel and Avatar stuff are definitely the most the most interesting of that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Hulu. Yes. Um, now, I don't know why. We seem to be a lot more popular in, in America than the UK. So, I would say the majority of our audience knows what Hulu is. But for those that don't know, Hulu is, is kind of an iPlayer for um, a lot of American TV. So yeah. you, you tend to get a lot of stuff that's been broadcast on a delay. So um, I don't know if they still do, but I know at, at one point they used to show uh, Monday Night Raw the next day after it aired. Um, you know, you can watch Saturday Night Live, those kind of things. So it was things that were broadcast on network TV. They'd be available for streaming, uh, you know, within a, a few hours or days of the airing on broadcast TV. You'd be able to get them on Hulu. Um, but they also show films um, and they also now make their own content Um, i think their most popular um original program is the uh, the handmaiden's tale yeah so what it's Uh, called that wasn't it yeah and they have now in fact got a marvel show ah yes uh runaways runaways ah which started about a month ago i think Is After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Don't buy your kids stuff for Christmas. Buy them memories with a Walt Disney World vacation or a Disney Maritime cruise. Hi, I'm Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. Christmas is one of the most magical times of the year for a Disney vacation, but it can also be the busiest and the most expensive if you don't plan it right. So contact me to take care of all of those details for you and do your complete itinerary planning. My services are free to you, and mention this ad for $25 off your deposit. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. So, did you say the Runaways have started? 
Yes, it's been been on for about a month, I think now. Really? I, 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 yeah. I knew they were having some programming, but I didn't realise it actually already started. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, no one's picked it up in the UK yet. I think after Sky got bitten by Inhumans. Well, let's um, be honest. I mean, in the UK, you know, the Channel Four made a massive deal about Shield. Yeah. Although, I mean, to be honest, it was their fault. They put it on a Friday night at eight o'clock. Very odd time to show that kind of program. Bombs. They shoved it over to E4. Is it on Channel 4 at all now? Is it just on E4? Uh, I think it's on Channel 4. I think they show it like half past ten at night. Some random time. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, that, that didn't have a, a massive success. Um, and then, like you say, uh, Sky won the bidding rights for Inhumans. Um waited for it to bomb in America before showing it over here, so that had a lot of good buzz around it. Um so yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised um that no one's rushed to pick it up. Because mm. as you say, like if you've been bitten a few times, you're probably gonna be a li- little bit less uh interested. Yeah, yeah the re- the reviews probably have picked up for the best like opening for a Marvel T V show. Most of the reviews have been fairly kind. Oh wow, okay. So and it's a fairly good cast as well. Uh, certainly, the the more adult side of the the cast, James Masters from Buffy and Angel, oh, yeah. being the being the main one, I think that people would know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, there's a, there's a they've had a couple of ones this year, haven't they? Because obviously, that Inhumans, and there was was it the Gifted? Yeah, which is which is part of the Fox. That's right. Library. Yep. Um, that start again. Someone from from Buffy and Angel, Amy Acker. That was in Angel and Stephen Moyer from True Blood. That's right, Brentwood's own. Yeah, and um, who was the? There's another one, isn't there? That was on Fox earlier with um... uh, Legion. Yes, which is yeah. about the the son of Professor X. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that that's that's three series that have started this year on network TV. Yeah. Four. Um. So, uh, yeah, busy year for Marvel TV, and of course that doesn't even count in the Netflix stuff. And that's no. one of the reasons why I've I've avoided the Netflix stuff, to be honest, because a bit like the films, there just seems to be so much content. Yeah. Um, it's, I just find it hard to keep abreast of it all, especially yeah. when you, you're recording podcasts. Um, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I suppose the big draw for, for Disney and Hulu is the fact they're obviously trying to or announced their intentions to have their own streaming service in America yep. next year. Um, so this would be... Well, I don't know what they'd do, actually, because Hulu's a partnership, isn't it? Uh, yes. They only own 39% or 49 I can't remember. Um, so it is a shared shared thing, and it's the same with, with Sky in the UK. Mm. Um, they only own thirty nine percent, so it is. It'll be interesting to see what they do, whether they go and try and buy the rest, or whether they continue down the shared route, the same as Fox have. Mm. Yeah, because the um, the, if they get Sky as well, I, I find that quite fascinating because you know Disney have famously been partners with um, with Sky for wow, uh, I'd say about twenty five years now, possibly. Yeah. The Disney Channel first launched in the UK, um, and it was exclusive to, well, and it still is exclusive to Sky. Um, 
but you know over the years they've they've added more channels they've had uh sky movies have always shown disney movies first yeah uh before any other channels um they've now got their own movie channel as well on there and they had one yeah they had one a few years ago as well but now it's a sky branded channel um that just shows disney movies 24 7 um so they've got a long standing relationship with sky um but essentially they'd be they'd be taking over the business yeah which that just that bamboozles me because a lot of the stuff that's on sky isn't very disney is it no i'm not talking babe station well, <laughs> no. I mean, I'm sitting there looking at my skybox now and thinking, Jesus, the the stuff that they could put through that. But it's, and this is part of the reason I think that Fox are looking to do this deal. They've been trying to take over the rest of Sky, um, and our our government here, no, call it Ofcom um, in the UK, the mm. the official team that deal with takeovers and things like that, have been blocking Fox from taking the whole thing because it's it would be a monopoly but they've said with disney taking oh. it it won't be as difficult because disney haven't got a hold of business in the uk they, they own no tv channels or anything no no well like the sky channels aren't the same as like the bbc or anything it's not um a terrestrial no or digital channel so um it'd be easy to pass the deal mm, that's interesting yeah yes because of course yeah, Sky is its own company, isn't it? Yeah. So Fox are a the biggest shareholder, but they're yep. not the only. Okay, now that that, that makes sense. But yeah, I still think it'll be a bit weird. Um, and also, like, I mean, it's, it definitely seems to be a bit more uh, popular in America. But um, you know, there's this new wave of uh, what they refer to as cable cutters. Yeah. Because in in the UK we have satellite TV, but in America it's generally cabled areas yeah that's the big thing um and that term is people that are getting rid of their um cable subscriptions to go streaming only um and that's sometimes illegal so things like um cody um uh, and stuff like i don't know i don't have it myself not no. not to cover my own ass i literally don't have it so i don't know but i know cody's one of them uh but stuff like that as well as of course legit ones like uh amazon prime netflix iplayer um so a lot of people are kind of going down that route now because cable bills are expensive i mean sky's expensive yeah exactly i've i've looked at getting rid of sky over the last year just to go streaming only here well, I mean, they're kind of... Sh- I think they're shooting themselves in the foot a little bit because, um, you know, they've got, they now have Now TV, which has the majority of anything that's half decent that's on the Sky platform at your fingertips. So yeah. you can watch those channels live um, or you can watch them on demand after the event um, and you pay, like, £8 a month. But if you was yeah. doing that in Sky and HD you'd probably be paying 30, 40 quid a month. Yeah. And the only major benefit is that you've got a box you can record stuff to then watch later on. That seems to be it. Yeah. So... Yeah, and, and for that price, you could have three or four different streaming services. We've got we've got Netflix and we've got Amazon Prime. Yeah. On top of what we're paying for Sky, so... And there's only so many hours you can watch. That's yeah, always exactly. been my argument with Sky anyway, is that... 
um, you know, they they'll say, well, you know, for this much money, you know, fifty quid a month, you get access to eight hundred channels. Well, I mean, there are eight hundred channels. Not every channel has anything on, uh, no. and and not every channel has stuff you'll ever watch. Well, saying that, I mean the um, the Nigerian movie channel, man, that has got some gold on it. Nollywood. That that is. De- if you've never watched it, check it out. John, they, they have John Fashnu hosting Deal or No Deal. You'll have to Google him in America, oh. but that that is that is something in itself. Um, but those films are crazy. But there isn't generally. There's not much on there. There's probably about fifty channels you'll ever actually watch. Yeah. Maybe a few times a year, and ones that you'll you'll watch, you know, on a more regular basis. But there's only so many hours in a day, so. It doesn't matter how much choice is at your fingertips. You, you're not going to be able to watch it all anyway. No. I'm, very rarely is my Skybox on it. It's normally... I don't even watch stuff live anymore. Most of it's recorded. Yeah. I mean, having being able to record stuff like that is great because, um, you know, like having having a, a son that's autistic, there's a few things that he really, really loves. So to be able to have those at our fingertips that we can just put on uh, whenever we need to is wonderful. Um but, you know, having things like Disney Life stops that as well. Yeah. Because... Oh, and we've got that as well. Yeah. So that's three streaming services. Yeah. So, I mean, you you could probably get away with doing it and just save yourself a bundle of money. But yeah. uh, I think the, the, the problem is, and this is the same with the cable cutters in America, is once you've done it, once you've gone through and said, I'm leaving... They kind of like they they tell you how painful it's going to be and how you you're going to regret not having this stuff and you're like oh can I live without it? Um, yes, you can is the answer because I did it when I left Sky a few years ago. We'd we'd had Sky for years, uh, but it was just becoming too much money and like solid. We'll, we'll just go without. And um, you you eventually you you forget how much you you used it, uh, and 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 you didn't actually use it as much as you thought you did. Um, or I miss it as much, so it's just that it's that painful process, like, like the plaster, like removing the plaster. You know, yeah. you don't want to do it, especially if you've got hairy arms. Uh, but once you've ripped it off, it's all right. It's the anticipation. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Um, so it's a streaming service, uh, a, a satellite broadcast service in the UK, and the movie stuff. Um, is there any other facets that we should be looking at? No, I don't think so. Not really. I think, as I said, there's the FX channel and National Geographic. So, again, it's a place for them to put their Disney nature shows mm. um, that they seem to produce probably one a year. Um, and there's a whole load of them as well. Yeah. Isn't there? Like, over the years, there's, there's hundreds yeah. of them. Um, so that's another place for them, them to put that. FX is another outlet for for some of the Marvel stuff probably um, that's in house rather than putting it on ABC or Freeform mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think that I think the major talking points is those those film franchises and and what they can do with the parks with some of the the franchises that they may possibly bring in I've seen uh, a lot of people kind of get a bit concerned if this still goes through and bearing in mind we're recording this on Monday night and it will probably come out in the, in the early hours of Tuesday and knowing what usually happens when we record one of these the, the deal, deal will be goes announced. through tomorrow yeah always the way um, 
but what I have seen is is people kind of get a bit upset that this means that uh, Disney would get their hands on on things like Deadpool. Yeah, and how that would affect things. I would think if Star Wars has taught us anything, that like most people, uh, Disney's a business and they like to make money. Yeah, and I don't think them being in charge of um, of something like Deadpool would mean they wouldn't let that happen. It's an interesting one because Deadpool, out of all the X Men characters, it's the easiest one to pull across without mm. having to do anything with. Um, he's not touched any of the other characters at the moment, though he'd like to, I'm sure. Um, but he's kind of on his own. Mm. He's not been in any of those major major storylines, um, and could quite easily be brought in as a multiverse character. Whereas I think the the bigger storylines, I think you would have to look at rebooting. Um, hopefully, with Deadpool, you wouldn't. Yeah, and and again, I think it's something touched on uh, UAD that you know Disney famously now don't really touch um, what would be referred to as an R-rated movie. Yeah. Uh, but back in the day, they would with um, with Miramax and Touchstone. Yeah. Um, and I, I, if you look back at, especially like the eighties and early nineties, there's like some big Touchstone films. That are still kind of remembered nowadays, um, you know, even things like Cocktail, yeah, which, uh, you know, it's not particularly a good film, but it's one of those films that I think um, people of our kind of age um, have history with. Um, you know, they're behind some massive, massive films, and I don't think there's any reason why, if they wanted to kind of go down that route and and have Deadpool, Deadpool doesn't have to be a Disney film. No, uh, I mean, it'd be a Marvel film. Yeah, but not doesn't have to be as of the same type of Marvel film. So there's nothing to start no. stop them doing like a, a bit like the comic books. Actually, what's yeah. the what's the grown up? Is it Marvel Max? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, which did, was was Deadpool was included in that? Yeah. Blade, Punisher. So kind of what they've done with Netflix. Netflix is kind of a look at the the Marvel Max characters. Yeah. So that's it. So, I mean, the thing is, that what's to stop them saying, right, you know, Touchstone Pictures or Buena Vista Pictures in association with Marvel Max or something and yeah. have Marvel Max as a more grown-up banner? I think yeah. that would actually well, work quite well. I honestly can't see them getting rid of the 21st century or 20th century Fox name. No. I think that will stick around hmm. um, and will be used on the films that they've brought in. That's a good point, actually. It's a historic name. In Hollywood. Well, people now... I did see uh, another thing when people complain about Deadpool was um, that if this happens, uh, before The Last Jedi comes out, which obviously, even if the deal's done, it wouldn't make any difference, but we're saying um, that the new Star Wars films needs to have the 20th Century Fox um, fanfare yeah. before it. Um, which I kind of get what they mean, because when... I went to see The Force Awakens, it did feel a little bit odd that it just said Lucasfilm. Yeah. You know. it, yeah, it is a little bit strange that it just does that. Yeah. We've I mean, been so used to it. Yeah. I, that, that's that's the thing. Like, I don't think, even if this all happens, I don't think you want to go and retrofit it, because one, it wasn't a Fox film, anyway. No. 
but secondly, you know, it, it's a different beast. But yes, the purist in me was like, that is something that's slightly missing. Uh, and it's, it's a bit of a, a shame. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Maybe they'll add it to the Obi-Wan Kenobi film. Well, okay, we're going to talk about that, are we? <laughs> well, just is thought it, I'd bring bring it up. Is this is this actually is this actually happening? Well, it seems like it. It yeah. seems like everything's in place to start filming at the beginning of the year. They've not announced it. Um, it looks like they've got the the guy that directed Billy Elliot, um, Elton John. <laughs> that that'd be some Star Wars film. <laughs> Is it um was it like Stephen Frears directed? Uh, Elliot, isn't it? It's Stephen Daldry. Daldry. Yeah. That wasn't too bad. I think I've watched Billy Elliot once. Yeah. My um, my useless knowledge comes <laughs> comes to get me again. I wouldn't have known other than the fact that I read the article earlier. <laughs> uh, Look at you doing homework. No, it wasn't even. It just popped up on a comic book page. So, um, yeah, directed by him. It's going to shoot at Pinewood. Excellent. Apparently. Um, it's even apparently got a code name already. Oh, uh, filming apparently it's called Joshua Tree because Tatooine was filmed in Joshua Tree. Oh, uh, film. I was hoping um, you could say like One Obi or something, <laughs> or per- no. Purple Harvest Club, Club <laughs> Obi One. Yes, it's indeed. Um, so everything seems to be in place. There's, there's still no confirmation of whether. Ewan McGregor's coming back. You've got to assume he will be. Um, well, he's been talking about it for years. That's you know what I think that obviously adds smoke to the fire because um, even on the press tour for Beauty and the Beast, it came up. Yeah, and he did say that even though he'd been fairly harsh uh, about his uh, criticisms of the uh, prequel trilogy that he was involved in that it wouldn't stop him going back to that role. No. Um, and now, of course, it's come out that he now needs to pay for a divorce. Um, oh, yes, yes, that's true. Yes. Who's, who's the, the, who's the uh, young lady now? Uh, Elizabeth Mary Winstead. Oh, yeah, of course it is. I would. Well, yeah. Yeah. Remote of Flowers. Hello. Yeah. Um, allegedly. So, yeah, allegedly, of course. Allegedly. It's not, not official, but... No. Uh, Yes, divorce is definitely on the papers. You're right. Especially now he's doing adverts. Was it who was the advert for that he did recently? The Christmas ad. Debenhams. Yeah, Debenhams. That's yeah. it. So he's already t- taken the lower pay grade. Mm. Um, I'd like to see it because the thing is, I mean, obviously, you know, when Ewan McGregor got that part, uh, he was so excited because, um, famously or not famously, his uncle uh, was was he Wedge? He was. Yeah, good. Remember him. Yeah. God, this is why I don't research. <laughs> Just <laughs> don't remember, need to. Remember idiocies. I can't remember what I'm supposed to do in my day-to-day life, but I can remember facts like that. Um, although, famously, didn't it wasn't his voice. No. He was dubbed over. I just thought it was a good uh, accent, but no, it was, yeah. he was dubbed over because he's too Scottish. Um, but yeah, so from a young child, he wanted to be an actor because of seeing his uncle in a Star Wars film. So it was his boyhood dream to be in a Star Wars film and then when he got there and realised everything was fucking green screen yeah um, didn't have a good time no and you can't blame him and hopefully this one will be more practical well I, I, I think 
I mean, I, I, I've never actually watched the behind-the-scenes stuff of, of Rogue One, but I think the model now, certainly, is learning from those those past mistakes. Yeah, and I think J.J. Abrams helped with that. He was mm. he was very much set on being having a practical set. Well, you've only got to see, and I know I know our Craig loves uh, the the prequel trilogy. Um, he, he'll bring it up whenever it's mentioned. Um, but I think if you go back and watch them, they do look a bit. They probably look more dated than, than the original trilogy. Yeah, and the honest. problem I had at the at the time was they looked far more technolo- technologically advanced. Easy for you to say. <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> Leave me. I've not even been drinking. Um, but it's, yeah, everything look, just looks so clean. It looks so clean and it looks so modern compared yeah. to the films that were set 30 years later. Or, you know, give or take some years. Um, they just didn't make much sense. No, you're right. Um, but those films, just they when you look at them uh, and how they're done and, and how everything looks like you can tell that they're not interacting with real things no. a lot of the time well, there's certain scenes especially the, the the second one attack of the clones the the, fir- the early scenes with with you and in mm. when he goes to the the planet with those funny alien things in the rain oh yeah and it just it just looks so wrong it it just doesn't look anything like the original three no no I mean, it can be done. Like I, I've always got um, uh, a kind of uh, affiliation with um, Sky Captain. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful film, but you can see that it was obviously hard for them to act in that film because, again, of the lack of practical effects, the, the, elect, the lack of practical staging. Uh, again, very heavily green screened. Um, so I think that you know what Hollywood's learned is that the more green screen you have, the harder it is to make it look believable. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, the force awakens looks like a star Wars film. People, some people yeah. will argue too much like a new hope, but it felt like a star Wars film again. Yeah. Um, I really can't wait. I mean, this is obviously going out before, uh, the last Jedi, but, ah, uh, I'm so excited. I blocked words on my Twitter feed. <laughs> I just don't look at Twitter enough to need to do that. Yeah, well, I've I've not been stung like that before. Like my my argument is, people always um, people always moan about spoilers and stuff like that. Um, and I used to watch wrestling live. I can't watch wrestling live now a lot of the time because um, I'm just too old. Um, and we get it far, far too too late in the night to to watch it live. Um, but like if I'm watching WrestleMania. I will normally watch it the day after. So I'll normally watch it yeah. on the Monday after it's happened. I'm not going to go on Facebook because I know Facebook will ruin it for me. I'm not going to yeah. go on... Uh, I'll turn off the WWE app alerts because they will alert me to what's going on. I won't even check my emails because an email will come up and it will have a headline about something that's happened. So I just avoid for seven, eight hours like what's going on so it doesn't yeah. get spoiled for me. And I don't understand people who moan, get on Facebook and moan about like, The Walking Dead. I saw one from Walking <laughs> I Dead. was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, like, it, we, should we spoil it for everybody? <laughs> we can. I don't even watch it, but I know what happens. But it, <laughs> I, don't, I haven't watched it for three years. Oh, I just got sick after about three seasons, but um, much like Carl. Oh! Um, but, um, spoiler alert, but people moan about the walking dead and about it being spoiled for them 
because in America it's obviously on a Sunday night and we get it the Monday night. Well, if you're that bothered about spoilers, just don't go on social media. Because the thing is, you can't expect people not to talk about stuff they've watched. Exactly. That's part of social media. So just don't go on it. But at the same token, you know, I had I've got six days to go. Well, no, I mean less than that now. But when I started muting everything, like five days to go before Star Wars come out, and obviously the world premiere happened, and so people started tweeting about it. And the embargo yeah. for reviews, I think, is Tuesday night. Um, is when the, the, they can start actually releasing reviews of the film. But at the moment, people are allowed to tweet about it, so they can kind of give opinions. They just can't do reviews. So, you know, Sunday morning, already there was a lot on Twitter of people coming out of the premiere and stuff like that. So I've seen people's opinions, but I don't want to see anything more than that. So I then started muting words, so it won't shove my on my timeline. And as long as I don't get what happened to me last time... As you were going in... Uh, walked out and told everyone what happened in it, then I should be fine. Yeah, um, I'm seeing it a bit early this time, so I should be, yeah. I should be all right. Uh, how are you seeing it? Uh, 2D, I think it just works out best. Mm-hmm. I can go. I'm actually going nine o'clock Thursday morning. Uh, I'm going to drop my little boy off at school and go straight to the cinema. <sighs> what a poor parent. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I mean, Sam is how old? Four. Four. Oh, okay. No, yeah. you're right. He's, he's a bit young. Um, yeah, I've tried to get. <laughs> I've tried letting my daughter watch Star Wars. She's still not having it for so. No, no. you're fine. But um, yeah, we um, we've got my mother-in-law coming over to look after Lincoln, and we're going to go at I think it's ten past ten or something, quarter past ten. But um, we're seeing it in uh, in 3D IMAX. Didn't have an option. That's just what they were showing it in in IMAX. Um, yeah, and I was like, well. Normally, I would go to Leicester Square to go and, and see it, but it's just a bit it's a bit awkward now. Kids are at school, yeah. So that was a happy compromise. I go and see it in my LIMAX screen um, at the first available opportunity. So I think it's a second showing. I think they've got one at midnight, and then not yeah. again till the morning. So uh, yeah, so we'll be seeing it the same, you know, within an hour or so of each other. And, yeah, uh, can't wait. I've still not even seen the second trailer. <laughs> I I maybe watched it once. Just every time, I, well, I mean, every time I've gone to cinema, it doesn't matter what film I've seen, they've shown that trailer. Like, no matter what age uh, <laughs> rating the film has, Paddington, they showed yeah. it. Uh, didn't show it for The Shining, surprisingly. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Daddy's Home too, they did. So um, they've shown it a lot, but every time I've either walked in as it's finishing or I've just had to stay at my phone. And just try not to listen to it. Um, so I've done all right. That's that's been about two or three months of that. So I've done. I've not done yeah. too bad. Um, but yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, right. Was there any other news that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I was going to bring up something that came today that, that isn't. I suppose isn't particularly great. Um, due to the the bad weather in Europe, the snow, the wind, and everything, uh, one of the turrets fell off Disneyland Paris's castle today. Yeah, I I saw the picture. Yeah, and hit the deck in the courtyard behind the castle. Mm. <laughs> Luckily, no one was standing there. I mean, that's just a lawsuit waiting to happen, isn't it? If that, yeah. If that had happened. Um, if it had been a couple of months before, uh, it would have been where Maleficent's meet and greet was. Holy shit, really? What, over Halloween season? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Where they put the, 
the the vines and stuff. Um, but luckily, there was nobody standing there at this point this morning. <laughs> and the thing is, that's one of those places where people are constantly walking around. Like, even though there's nothing yeah. at that spot, yeah. um, you've got constant foot traffic. Yeah. So it's even more remarkable. Um, you said, like, because of the weather. Um, yeah. Now, we had snow yesterday. Uh, yeah. A bit early for us, but we had some snow. Um, I didn't. Other than that, I didn't notice anything that was peculiar about the weather. So has it just been like extremely windy as well? I think. I think they got the snow yesterday, and obviously where it's been cold, I think it's possibly weakened it. Mm. Um, and then with the winds that have come today in in mainland Europe, I think it's it's taken in with it. Wow. Has there, um, as as our resident historian, has there been a similar incident like this before? Not that I'm aware of. I've never never read anything. There was nothing mentioned in any of the articles today, so I don't think there has been. And you've got to assume, after 25 years, the castle being there in different weather to what they get in the the states. Mm. I wonder whether it's been built the same as the ones in the US, and hasn't quite stood the test of time. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting point. Actually, you would have thought they would have probably thought about the weather a, a, a bit differently. But then again, saying that, I don't honestly think. I mean, it was a, it was a nice decision, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. But the location um, has always been a bit suspect. Yeah, it was. It was never. It was never the first choice of the Imagineers. No. Well, there was um, another. There was another. Um, what was the other part of France they were looking at? It was down near the. Um, yeah. The, the 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 south, the coast, wasn't it? Where it's a bit warmer. Yeah. Um, and obviously, and the other hot favourite was Spain. Yeah, uh, and Spain was Spain was where the surveyors told them to go. Yeah, yeah, because of the and, climate. And then apparently, the Imagineers and everybody on the board took their families and all the families said go to paris so well, they went with paris and it was the walk thing as well wasn't it you know yeah. Walt had always wanted a, a park in paris but climate wise it wasn't it wasn't a bit you know that, at one point uh and it was it was on the list apparently but uh at one point they were also looking at rain and marshes yes near dagnum uh in essex and um that would have been the exact same type of climate as Paris. Yeah. I think there's not much in it. Um, yeah. I don't think England was ever a prime suspect. I think they looked at it and I think it was one of the first ones to be ruled out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was definitely a three horse race between France and Spain. Yeah. The two locations in France. I, I can do my maths. I've only had one beer. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I do wonder if, if, you're right in that the cars have kind of been built to normal spec yeah um, and and not to the the climate that it was um, and it's it's like other things that they've done that have been built i'm i'm actually sitting here looking at a photo of um maleficent's dragon from hmm. the parade and they can't use that properly in paris like the, the fire breathing stuff doesn't always happen yeah um, it just seems like when Paris gets something, it's it's something that's been designed for elsewhere. 
it's a good yeah it's a it's a it's a good point actually again because i mean when it rains in florida it rains yeah but in in france it 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 tends to be more frequent that you get that kind of extreme yeah. weather i mean the the one positive that you do get at Disneyland Paris, and you're seeing it right now, even if it does destroy the castle, um, is the fact that you get snow. Yeah. And you don't really get that at any other park. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's been... There must have been at some point, but um, you don't really get snow at the other parks, do you? No, Tokyo gets it quite regularly. Oh, does it? I do remember Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's what, especially at Christmas time. You know, it does make it feel yeah. more more magical. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's a it's a bit of a an odd one, I suppose. But yeah. uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens because I mean if if that is the first of of many things that could happen because of that, maybe we'll see a restructuring of the castle. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do though. Not quite on the scale of Hong Kong, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll completely tear it down. But what do you do? Do you put a, do you build a brick wall, Donald Trump style, around it? I don't know. Um, I don't know how you reinforce something when it's already been there for that amount of time. I'm not quite sure if I want to run through it again in September now. <laughs> just wear Dodging pressure. bricks. Just just wear crash helmet. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, was that was that it for news? Yeah, I think so. Mainly. Perfect. Um, yeah, that's it. Can't think of anything major. So I've just got some weird messages come on my phone. <laughs> I, was, I was taken a bit aback, um, and, and nothing that I can even tell you about because I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> just got oh my days. Um, he's either he's either my friends just managed to get premiere tickets to the Last Jedi. It's what <laughs> normally happens. So, I mean, my friend who I, uh, I've decided to do Pop After Dark with, he's like the luckiest bastard in the world. He just enters competitions and always wins. So that's how he got Guardians tickets for the Guardians 2 premiere. He once won a trip to New York in another competition. He got tickets to the Anchorman 2 premiere. And, this is, and none of this is hookups. This is just him in, like seeing a contest on Twitter or on Facebook and going, oh, I'll just put my name in for that. My prizes are never quite that good. I've won a couple recently, but not quite to that scale. Oh, okay. I've just I've just been sent a picture. It's got nothing to do with Disney, but I'll share with you anyway. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Rocky. <laughs> what? Yeah. Versus Sylvester Stallone. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, it looks like it's in an octagon. Uh, Rocky has got gloves on, and Brock Lesnar. It looks like he's kicking him in the knee. In the thigh, <laughs> uh, I'm guessing it must be for Creed Two, Electric yeah. Boogaloo. I'm not sure, but either way, that is something I didn't ever expect to see. No. I mean, Stallone's got to be what 78 now or something. Oh, he's, well, he's got to be in his 70s, aren't he? Is yes. yeah, they they weren't that dissimilar in age. That's no. uh, he looks ripped though. I'll give him that. Yeah, um, probably looks better than Lesnar actually at the moment. <laughs> anyway, that's that's nothing to do with this podcast. So. Um, we do have a new reoccurring segment on this podcast. My favourite reoccurring segment because it means <laughs> uh, only. <laughs> well, yeah, it's only because I kind of submitted soap dishes soapbox to uh, the vault. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like the, the Disney vault. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll bring it out every now and again for a limited time only. But um, our new segment, which is uh, your week in, in Disney history. Yeah. So what's happened this week in Disney history? This one, I think you're going to like very much, Nick. On Tron. In fact, not quite, but <laughs> nearly to that level. So, in fact, on this day, uh, the 11th of December, when we're recording, in 1992, Disney released their first Muppet movie mm. after they bought it in. So tying in with the Disney buying out Fox, mm. we've got Disney buying out the Muppets from yes. the family. Um, and it was actually the Muppet Christmas Carol um, was released on the 11th of December, 1992. But it's directed quite... by... Brian Henson, wasn't it? Yes, it hey. was. Yep. Um, so it was the first time they produced anything massive since Jim had died Mm. Um, featured Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge uh, the legend that is Michael Caine I I have met the man himself wow Um, at the Batman premiere actually Um, back it was the Dark Knight I went to the premiere for that and didn't go in I was outside um, but managed to meet more or less everybody obviously not Heath Ledger as he'd already passed by that point but that day I met Michael Caine Christian Bale Christopher Nolan Maggie Gyllenhaal Aaron Eckhart Um, the only one that I was annoyed and he didn't actually turn up because he was filming somewhere else was Gary Oldman Um, so didn't meet him by the way uh, separate note right have you seen that new Gary Oldman film that's coming out? No. He's doing... Oh! The, um... I want to say it's called, like, Finest Hours or something. Yeah. But it's where he plays, um... Churchill. Yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. Like, I don't... I'm not a massive... I'm, I'm a bit funny with Gary Oldman... I think he's done some really good roles, and I find him a bit of an enigma, but other times I find him a bit samey. Um, yeah. But I couldn't believe what I was watching. No. Really amazing. Bit of a chameleon. Mm. So, going back to The Muppet Christmas Carol, oh, yeah. it was a budget of $12 million, um, and in the North American box office, it actually made $27.2 million. At that time, must have been a pretty healthy sum of money. Yeah. You're making a profit of 15 million on your budget. Mm. You've got to be fairly happy for a, for a kids' film as well. Yeah, um, that's quite. A, that is very much a healthy budget. Um, so, of course, it was the first time Steve Whitmore had played Kermit in a in a major movie. Oh yeah. Um, obviously, now no longer employed by the Walt Disney Company. Um, Frank Oz was still there as the the puppeteer of of Kermit um, and other voices as well um, though obviously he's normally the voice of Miss Piggy um, Miss Piggy was kind of sidelined originally their their plan was that it was going to be um, some of their more famous characters were going to play the ghosts um, Miss Piggy was going to be one of them oh. um, and also Gonzo was until they decided that he would actually play Charles Dickens, uh. and do the the narration mm. with uh, yeah. with Rizzo, of course. Yeah, 
Um, so it's very, very different um, take on it originally. That, yeah, that's interesting because I can't imagine why they'd have Miss Piggy. Doesn't make sense to me to have Miss no. Piggy in that in that role. That's a that is odd, odd casting. Mm. But uh, yes, of course, it gave us uh, Marley and Marley. Woo! Yeah, and uh, I <laughs> that was actually probably one of the first bits I remember of Waldorf and Statler mm. was in those two roles. Yeah. Because so. well, we were kind of a bit too young for the Muppet Show. Yeah, we were. We the, were. The Muppet Show had been long gone by the time that we were kind of aware of it. Um, I'm not sure what what years it originally aired. I know it started in the 70s. Yeah. Um, but I don't know when they showed repeats till. But uh, I I first really got into the Muppets, other than knowing what a Muppet Christmas Carol was, um, when I think Nickelodeon started showing repeats of it in the in the mid-90s. Yeah. I'd never seen a Muppet show until that point in time. No. Um, and then we had Muppets Tonight. But let's not talk about Clifford. Because no. um, it wasn't very good. But, um, yeah, so so like you, they were like my favourite characters, but I didn't know, I didn't really know who they were until that film. No. No. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, I've got a whole collection of Muppet statues sitting on the shelf in front of me. Oh. And my favourite one is Waldorf and Sattler. And it, it more or less, it just reminds me of Muppet Vision 3D. It's like they're up on the balcony. Well, because that, that was the last work of Jim Henson to do the it Muppets, was. wasn't it? Yeah, and that's why the whole big thing is that people don't want it to go. Mm. I, I'm, just... I, I'm, I'm unsure about it, because to me, a bit like Captain EO and Star Tours as well, it's very much... Uh, it's been going a long time. I mean, when did Muppet yeah. Vision open? Was it nineteen ninety? Yeah, ninety one. It would have been, would have been just, just before. Yeah, Christmas Carol. Right. Oh, right. Okay. So, so maybe ninety one then. Yeah. Um, and I mean, famously as well, there was that whole thing about um, there was going to be a uh, a Muppet Land. Yeah. Uh, in 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 Disneyland and. There's going to be all these new attractions, and, and in the end, all we get, all we got was Muppet Vision 3D. Um, but that film is so old, and while it doesn't look old, no. you know, I still think it looks, you know, fairly decent quality-wise. Um, it's been going an awfully long time, and I've never, I've never seen it really busy. No, no we've never had a problem getting straight into that. That showing that we've turned up for. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think the I, only thing is now that they have got obviously Pizza Rizzo as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't seem to have a lot of Muppet stuff in it. Mm. But it's so weird with the Muppet franchise and Disney because, you know, they obviously, I mean, they did Muppet Christmas Carol, they did yeah. Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. I think that was Disney as well. Yes. And then we had Muppets in Space, which wasn't Disney. No. Then that was Kids Sony. Kids in Space. Kids in MASH. <laughs> uh, obviously the spin-off. Um, That's what happens to Miss Piggy afterwards. <laughs> Pigs in Blankets. Um, then, after Muppets in Space, we then had a few TV movies, which I've never watched. No. I've got no interest in seeing them. There was like a Wizard of Oz one... Um, 
and I can't remember what Apple. There was a there was a couple that were like on ABC. There might have been World of Disney or something. Um, and then really nothing until the Muppets. No. In twenty eleven, I think that was. Yeah, I think so because it would have been around that because I went to LA two thousand and ten and eleven. Right. So it must have been because the the last scene is filmed on Hollywood Boulevard. Mm. And I remember thinking that must have been filmed very much around when we were there. Right. Um, mm. So, yeah, it would have been around that time. Mm. Um, which did pretty well. And then they did The Muppets Most Wanted, which didn't do very well. No. Um, and then they were like, right, let's scrap films. We'll do The Muppets as a TV show. As a sitcom. And then that didn't do very well. I actually quite like The Muppets, though. I only watched the first episode. Oh, I never it, got round to watching anymore. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it was a bit of a nod beast. Um, and you could see it was very much... You know, I think it was a little bit like the first season of S.H.I.E.L.D. Where yeah. they greenlit it quite late. And so they kind of rushed it into production. They hadn't really thought too much about what they were doing. No. But it had some great cameos and stuff in it, as the Muppets generally get. But... Um, yeah, it definitely felt like a different set of mu. You know, it was the same characters, but it, it, yeah. the spirit was different to what it was. Um, and then obviously that flopped. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know who's in charge of Muppets there, but it's it's an odd one. But saying that, going back to what we were talking about, the Muppets Christmas Carol has become, for most people, a yearly tradition. Yeah. I'd say it's it's uh, more fondly remembered or more of a tradition than, say, A Christmas Carol yeah. that Disney did. Which I like, yeah. actually. I actually, yeah, I actually I like that Yeah, I didn't mind that either. Um, but, yeah, I, I think The Muppets Christmas Carol has definitely struck a chord with people. And, um, I mean, I think it's on every Christmas on TV. Um, but this time of year, even if, it's, if people aren't watching it on TV... You see people putting, you know, saying, I'll just, just put it on, uh, putting it in a DVD player or Blu-ray player yeah. or whatever. So it's, it's great that it's, it's, it's held its audience for that amount of time. Um, and also as well, um, there's an extended version that we get in the UK, which I don't think they have in America. With a, a scene that was cut out. Well, a song that was cut, was cut out. Yeah. I've got, Tony from Strike every year goes on about this song that was cut out. <laughs> Such a big every advocate. year, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I mean, I can't say it's any, um, any better or worse than any other songs in it. I can't no. say it needs to be in it, nor do I have to say it should have been cut out. It's just kind of, you know, there. Uh, I imagine it was probably just cut for time. Yeah, because as you say, oh. it was same as a kids' film. So yeah, and weirdly, this has nothing to do with us because we haven't spoken to Craig. Craig has actually just posted a link to the Muppet Christmas Carol on iTunes. Ha! Yeah, because think... it's in a deal for three ninety nine. That's right. It's their uh, it's their deal of the day. Yeah. Um, in the UK at least, I'm not sure about globally, yeah. but in the UK for twenty four hours it is. But it, I know for someone moaning about it early on Twitter, it's only the the standard version. It's not the yeah. um the one with the extra song so yeah 
But you're and getting that it 4K. Had nothing to do with us. <laughs> no. <laughs> Craig will be sitting here tomorrow laughing about that when he listens to this yeah. episode back. Um, but yeah, I like the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, I think it's a nice, a nice telling of the story. Um, Michael Caine seems to be having a ball. Yeah. With it as well. And that was another thing I read. He apparently, when he agreed to do it, he said, "Look, I'm playing this as a Shakespearean play. Oh, I'm wow. not. I'm not going to be playing it as a Muppet. So I'm not going to. Not going to say anything Muppetish." I am going to play it like I am playing that role, as I would do in a in a normal play. And I, I I've got to be honest. I think that's when uh, the Muppets always works at its best in whatever guise it is. Is when people, and also I mean I, I've heard celebrities talk about this as well when they've done things like Sesame Street because although it's it's technically not the Muppets, you know it pretty it much is. is. Um, that people say that when you're actually there and you're talking to Kermit the Frog or you're talking to Big Bird or you're talking to Miss Piggy or whoever, you know, you're, you're whatever you're doing and whoever you're working with, you quickly forget that you're actually talking to someone's hand. Yeah. And you're talking to a person. And I think as long as you've bought into the fact that you're de- not dealing with puppets, you're dealing with actors, that's when it works the best. Yeah. And that's the people that seem to have the most fun with it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably why it endures so much as well with people, is because for most people, you know that it's a it's a puppet, to paraphrase yeah. Brian Conley. It's a puppet! But you just don't see them. Like, you, you eventually just forget that's what they, yeah. are, they are, and you think they're actually yeah. just animals, or, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, and yeah. interestingly, bringing up Sesame Street, mm. I was uh, I was doing some research the other day on um, certain theme parks in Japan. I mm. won't go any further than that. Um, but Universal Japan have got a Sesame Street land. Correct, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was great. Yeah. Meet and greet with Elmo. Yeah, because um, I think... I'm trying to think. There's... Um... There's an American chain of parks. SeaWorld. Is it SeaWorld? Yeah, SeaWorld used to have some stuff, and I think there are other some of their other parks that the the same company own. Yeah, um, I think I think it might have been Bush. Yeah. Or, I don't think it was Six Flags. No, I'm sure be, it's not Six Flags. I think it might be Bush Gardens because there's yeah. obviously a few of those, um, and they used to have Sesame Street things as well. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so in that case, it would have made sense for SeaWorld when they were. I don't think they. They're not owned by Bush anymore, are they? No. And Isaac Bush. But um Yes, that would have made that would have made sense. But yeah, it's a bit strange that they're in they're in Universal. But uh, I think there's an attraction there as well. I think there's an actual ride. Yeah, there is. Yeah. In fact there might be a couple. I think they've got a generic spinner. Mm-hmm. That's very much like Kudos and Kang. Right, okay. Um and then I think they've got a like a family friendly coaster. Right. If I remember rightly from the video. Yeah, yeah. I miss I miss the uh, I miss Sesame Street. You yeah, know, you know what? It's taken off the air here, don't you? Yeah, in the UK, it bamboozles me. Rest the mouse is fine. Yeah, he can speak patois, no problem. But because they say Z, it's banned. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about as stupid as a rule as Kinder Eggs being banned in America. I don't know what my little boy would do if Kinder Eggs were banned. <laughs> 
Oh, it's easy. He do what every other American kid does. Watches YouTube Import. videos. No, watches YouTube videos of people opening them. Yeah. And making the oh, toys. Oh, he still does that anyway. <laughs> I do in not fact, get that phenomenon. In fact, I record videos opening toys. Oh, wow. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, so you're part of the problem, I see. Yeah, I've got a couple of boxes waiting to be done over the next couple of days. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so the Muppets Christmas Carol, that's that's a great shout. Um Yeah, I think it I think this might be the Christmas that uh I have to see if I can get my daughter to watch it. Yeah. I think she'll she quite I, I remember um trying to get her to watch the Muppets uh a few years ago and it, she quite liked it. But, yeah, uh, Sam. Sam knows who they are. As I said, I've got the mm. the figures sitting on the on the shelf, so he does know who they are. So, do you have are they the um, Palisades one? No, I've they? got Disney Traditions. Oh, okay. Jim Shaw ones. Mm. So I've got Gonzo, Rudolph and Statler, Kermit. I've actually got some bookends as well of Kermit and Miss Piggy. Okay. Oh, and I've got have I got Gonzo? Yeah, I've got Gonzo as well. Is the Sadler and Waldorf in a box? Not, uh, yeah. I, I don't mean the box they came in. I mean, no, uh, they're, they're sitting in the the theatre box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing those. Yeah, I had a few of the action figures. Yeah, they weren't they weren't really action figures, well, let's be honest. But you know, what I mean? no. But I had... My son, my little boy, still plays with my my Muppet baby toys. Oh man, I wish I. My mum still toys. got them. Which are coming next year, apparently. Apparently, still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it meant to be quite early next year as well, I think? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing a lot of stuff at the moment. Obviously, DuckTales has come back. Um, that is coming back. Uh, there's, there's another I one. I read Gummy Bears are coming back. I'm sure someone mentioned Gummy Bears is coming back. I'm not yeah. I'm not sure if if that is or not. I don't think I've seen anything official. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely expanding their, their, their cartoons. Yeah. Uh, and reboots. I mean, I, I, I don't think... I mean, I think as long as DuckTales does all right, I don't think we'll have to wait long for a Chippendale Rescue Rangers no. reboot. Um, no. I'd rather that over Gummy Bears. Yeah, personally. I would as well. I, li- I like Gummy Bears a lot, but I think I prefer Chippendale more. Yeah. Uh, and How got... far behind is Tailspin? Well, that, Darkwing Duck is another one. Yeah. Uh, Gummy, Gummy Bears is always a bit of an odd one because it was licensed, yeah, off the brand of of vitamins. Yeah, I think they were. So uh, they, there's various licensing rights with that, but yeah, certainly with the other ones that are all their own kind of creation, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Um, was there anything else from this week in Disney history, or was that it? Not really. That was the that was the oh, one I picked. So, yeah. and I thought it. It gets some conversation going. I know we talk about Muppets on a regular basis. So, <laughs> well, disappointing. I've just double checked, and yeah, Tron Legacy came out on the seventeenth of December, so <laughs> that won't be uh, featuring on uh, on uh, an episode this side of uh, not this time this year. But uh, excellent. Well, thank you very much. I think uh, I think we'll wrap the show up there. But yeah. thank you, Paul, as always. Um, it's been a blast. Yep. So you've only had to have my voice to bounce off of for uh, <laughs> Well, you've only had my voice to bounce off of, so <laughs> all, all's fair in love and war. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think there's another UAD, UAD possibly at some point this week. 
Um, there'll probably be a, there will be a pop after dark later this week talking about the Last Jedi. Yeah, there'll uh, be another strike this week. Oh, all this content, and I think there may even be an ego. What between between me and Craig? That might be recorded tomorrow night. Really? Any yeah. any any tips on what that could? Any hints? Or is actually, it top secret? Actually, it was something we were talking about before the the episode. I will ah. just say. Okay. So. Yeah, I can. I I think I can figure that out. Yeah. It's got to be. I mean, it'll be better than that nonsense we put out last week. <laughs> I saw. Uh, I saw that Adam listened to it earlier i offered him my condolences and condolences so i have to listen to that but at least i did get out of lee how he felt about justice league so i i it was a a very small victory on my part but an important one um and there's nothing like being right if you want to go (laughs) listen to that episode um excellent well thank you very much for joining us um watch out for all of those podcasts uh dropping this week or over the next next seven days or so and uh we'll see you with another Diz After Dark I imagine just before Christmas. So until yeah. then I'm Mary Poppins y'all uh and I'm not <laughs> Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows please visit our Patreon page www.patreon.com forward slash disasterdark that's p-a-t-r-e-r-n dot com slash disasterdark as well as supporting the show there are other goodies available including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support Podcast.